Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. Riverside Sunrise Rotary is a local service organization of like-minded community leaders who want to make a difference in Riverside, the Inland Empire, and beyond. One of their many ongoing projects is their medical visits to San Javier, a remote village in Mexico nearly 100 miles away from the nearest medical facility. For many of these people, this is their only chance to receive medical examinations, vaccinations, dental exams, and to have their eyes checked. Here to tell us more in our first in-person interview post-COVID is Bob McKinsey, one of the leaders of these expeditions. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Vicki. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So, and finally, I don't have to be sitting there with a Zoom uh, crackle. <laughs> so this is wonderful. Start by telling us a little about how the Riverside Sunrise Rotary serves the community. So the Sunrise Riverside Rotary Club serves the community on many facets. We have outreaches from feeding the seniors to engaging leadership camps for high school students to middle school students to three-day camps, two-day camps, and then we also get involved with supporting, say, a person who goes to the Santa Ana River, rescues dogs, gets them neutered, gives them back to the homeless person. And you can see a noticeable difference in the amount of population of stray dogs. So individuals and supporting individuals to make a difference in the community. There's so many things that we get involved in from literature of creating, say, at Longfellow Elementary School about a year ago, we had a program to give books to all the children and to encourage them to read. And seeing the kids excited over getting books and then having the incentive to read books, it's just rewarding to see that. We also have a Rotaract club at UCR where they get involved in doing projects and get the kids out volunteering, whether it's going to, say, North High School or a middle school and volunteering their time to tutor students. It's a great outreach. So we do a lot of things, and then we do some international things. We sponsored some clinics in Haiti where we have a cervical cancer screening for women. And the cervical cancer, they've been going through about 500 women and a year, not with the COVID, but to involve that and get that going. And uh, Nyren's um, been the leader on that one. And then we have what I'm here to talk about is San Javier. And San Javier is about 1,100 miles via car south of us. And it was the second mission, if you've done your California, I think, fourth grade uh, history lessons, and there was the first mission was in Loretto, and the second mission was San Javier. And it's about a one day's ride or about 45 minutes from Loretto. And it's a strange kind of thing. The priests have tried to make agriculture flourish. They've tried to grow citrus, olives, and tried to make a living and make this mission flourish. Nothing can really happen. However, there's a approximately 80 to 90 ranchero families that primarily raise 
maybe goats, and they make a living out of this. But the problem is, is there's really no medical or consistent medical access. Something I've learned is, is that Mexico has free medical care for all their residents, which sounds great. But the nearest place for them to get medical help would be in La Paz, which would be about a three to four hour drive down there. So one, they would have to either find a vehicle or travel down for three to four hours to see someone about, say, a minor issue, whether it was high blood pressure, diabetes, vision, all these different things that they would see. So if you had a, an appendicitis, then that would be great. You could go down there, you could get that taken care of, you're going to be in extreme pain, you're going to find a way to get yourself down to La Paz. But what we provide is, is four times a year, medical care of bringing in a physician, typically a pediatrician, typically a physical therapist, and a dentist are typically on all our uh, four times a year that we do this. We have charts that we look at each one of the patients and, and monitor you know, their glucose or their blood levels to make sure they're not becoming diabetic. And we talk about physical exercises to try and improve the well-being and the health of the individual. How did you get involved with this project and why do you call yourself the intern medical director? I am the intern medical director because Jim Rector was the founder of this clinic also a Rotarian with the mighty Riverside Sunrise Rotary Club. So Jim started this back in the early 90s, and Jim is still mentoring me as we go. And we were talking a little bit about this, Vicki, that um, Jim is now getting older. Our medical staff is now getting retired. So I call myself the intern because having someone who's done this for 25-plus years and still is involved in this. I have so much more to learn that I have to (laughs) stay with it and just keep learning and absorbing from Jim and other people. I specifically got involved in this back in probably 2009. Jim invited me to go down on a clinic, so we flew out of Riverside down to San Javier, and we were with quite a few doctors, and that was my first experience. And About eight years ago, Jim kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, Bob, I need someone to take over this clinic. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? And he says, well, means that you're going to have to coordinate the pilots to fly the physicians and the pediatricians, the physical therapists, and the dentist down. I said, okay. And then I said, well, how many times a year do we do this? He says, well, we do it four times a year. We do it on the third Saturday of all these months, which is October, January, March, May, and October. And I said, oh, okay. So away we went. And what I also found out from Jim is is that, well, all the pilots are kind of getting old and a lot of them are losing their insurance. So now we had to build a new pool of pilots. And so now I think I'm probably at the pool of finding new pilots at about 50%. So we have a nice pool of pilots that we can pull from and get things organized. We've had a real cool story was that we had a Jeremy Powers, a physician down in, the, I think, the Sun City Menifee area. And he went down to this clinic with his dad, who was a dentist. And he saw the joy of these children that we were talking about. And he says, gee, this is what I want to do. And I think he was in history or something like that. He switched his career, went into this dentistry school and got this thing done, put himself in a ton of debt. 
and now he volunteers two times a year down there. And he has four small children, and he says, no, I need to go down here because I get this feeling of giving back and this gratitude and a sensation until you've experienced it. I can't really replicate this over the interview very well. But it, he's excited about it. And then it was funny, one of the ex-dentists that we had, he actually went to New York to work with an implant company. Well, the implant company there said, hey, this sounds like a great program. So, again, they're volunteering two times a year down there, and that's Todd Sakin. And he had an absolute blast with his staff, and they brought in the medical equipment, and they're doing some great things, and it's just really rewarding to see that. And then we had, on the medical side, a Dr. Frank. And Dr. Frank was actually with Scripps Hospital down in San Diego, and I think he was switch trained, and he volunteered for almost 25 years. Right before COVID, Dr. Frank retired. So we're in the process of trying to find a new Dr. Frank, someone who can be the chief medical officer and say, here's the drugs that we need to do. I'm not going to be able to make this clinic, but could you cover me? And here's the charts and everything and, and put these processes all together. So we're just kind of moving along, Vicky, trying to figure out where we go from there. So there's the needs of the families, and there's going to be the needs of the doctors to have that sense of gratitude to give back. Tell us more about the medical services that you provide. You mentioned pediatricians, physical therapists, dentists. We'll start with the dentists. So right now, the dentists do, I think the last time we did our medical clinic, there was over 30 teeth extractions that were created. And that was due to the COVID where we weren't coming down on a consistent basis with the dentist. And so we had basically a lot of teeth and decaying teeth. But then we also do primary fillings. And maybe with Todd Sakin, we'll probably start doing some dental implants as well and try to do more of an outreach on that. So we have two small little dentist chairs and we service the people and they come in and unlike the dentist of my days when I had a fear of the dentist, these people don't seem to have a fear of the dentist. They're just welcoming and they have a smile on their face because they know they're going to be out of pain. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a different kind of scenario. Then if we go over to the medical side, it's kind of interesting because You're seeing people and consistently you'll see a person come in and they didn't realize they were diabetic or they didn't realize that they had high blood pressure. They didn't realize that they had some medical ailments. They're coming in for a pain in their shoulder or pain in their arm because, you know, they're lifting bales of hay or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden then they find out they have more different problems. And so the staff has medical directions, and we're kind of putting together Spanish medical documents. It's both written and more of in a cartoonish uh, kind of character because I would say the literacy rates may be 40% literate and Mm -hmm. 60% illiterate. So trying to communicate the do's and the don'ts to your medical care, you have to kind of put it into more of a cartoonish atmosphere of saying, well, here's the steps to trying to 
reduce your risk for these things and so putting those things together and then we also have the pediatricians to address this children's needs and look at their development and their growth and make some implications on what that's going to be doing and then one of the brilliant thing is is we have a, a woman by the name of Kelly Boyston she's been volunteering for probably 10 plus years and she's a physical therapist and she's amazing that we had success story after success story of people that had been getting injections or had been taking medicine for their arthritis or pain in the shoulder or pain in the wrist or elbow or whatever the case may be. And through giving them basic physical therapy and showing them the exercises, that we're able to graduate this ranchero agricultural community away from drugs, away from injections, and make these people healthier and so they can thrive and do that. And I think we have a unique opportunity to try and meet with them and ask them, well, what are your needs? What is your goals for your 90 families who are up in this very arid desert? What would you like the medical clinic to provide? Is it more holistic health or is it just basically come in and just examine you and give you a pill? What is the eventual goal for your community? And that's the thing that I would like to see uh, flourish. However, my Spanish is not necessarily the best. (laughs) (laughs) What impact do these services make on the residents? Is there a particular incident of someone receiving care that really sticks with you? There's lots of different impacts. Just seeing the person's, you know, smile after they've been relieved of pain from the dentistry chair, having a person get an injection and knowing that he's going to be able to feed his family for the next week or so. That's pretty impressive. But we've done some things where we've had a person that's lost an eye and we've been able to get a prosthetic eye implant for this individual and the assimilation of that person being able to then fit back into the community by having this fake eye has a lasting impact and you see them smiling and interacting. So there's many things that you can see but I think overall it's the affinity of someone saying thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and showing up. And with some patients, I kind of get a kick out of it. It's a private thing. But it sounds like there's like a this woman comes in and, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick. And, you know, I'm not sure sometimes if the doctors are more medicine or if they're just a psychologist listening to the problems of this woman or male talking about his spouse not doing what she should be doing or whatever. So it kind of puts a real human aspect to the whole thing. I'm speaking with Bob McKenzie, one of the leaders of the San Javier Medical Clinic sponsored by Riverside Sunrise Rotary. For the volunteers, what do these weekend expeditions entail? The weekend expedition entails, typically we leave around 9 a.m. from a local airport. Typically, we had one plane leave from Riverside on this last clinic and another plane leave from Chino Airport. And we both left about 9 a.m. in the morning. And we arrived about noonish to one o'clock, depending on the speed of the plane in Loretto. So that begins. We got checked into the hotel, and then the next morning we wake up at around 8 a.m. in the morning, probably earlier. It's beautiful to go watch the sunrise over the Sea of Cortez or the California Sea. And we're usually on the road to San Javier by 8 a.m. in the morning. 
we open up the clinic. We have Alejandra, who typically has the clinic open. She's swept kind of the, the front porch area where we have a big shaded area with some stools, and she'll start to put the stools on out. And then we'll open up the lockers. We have the medicine secured with some lockers, and we'll open up the lockers and start getting organized. And then slowly the rural agricultural community shows up, and we start taking their blood pressure and their blood samples and then start seeing the people. And it will go from anywhere from probably about 9 a.m. all the way until 5 p.m. Sometimes we're finished up by 3 p.m. and sometimes we go until 5 p.m. You just never know who's going to show up and what kind of is going to be there. So it's a first come, first serve. Then typically we'll go back out for dinner and then the next morning we wake back up and we usually fly out about 9, 10 o'clock back in Riverside, typically around oh, I would say around by 1 to 2 o'clock, and then you're on with your day. So it's a three-day event with a lot of fun that typically we'll go out to a dinner in Loretto. This last time we went out to have Mexican sushi, so um, kind of an interesting concept (laughs) of Mexican sushi. Everyone thinks of tacos. So you go out with the medical staff and the crew and talk about things, and then then following evening, you go out again for dinner and you talk about the successes and the challenges of the clinic. And then you fly back out. And I'd like to point out that everyone pays their own way for their hotel, their food fare. So when I fly out, I usually compensate the pilots for their flying me down. Then I also pay for my hotel expenses. And then I also pay for my food expenses. And the doctors pay for that. The dentists pay for that. The pilots take care of their own food and so forth. So everyone pays their own way. The Riverside Sunrise Rotary Club, along with the Riverside East Club, we split the bill for the medical expenses for the prescription drugs that we bring in, the non-prescription drugs and so forth. And then occasionally we'll have to fundraise. So we have, a say, a dedicated van that we use to transport people to and from the clinic, take us into the town from the airport, et cetera, et cetera. So we applied for some rotary grants and got those major ticket issues fulfilled there along with the Temecula Rotary Club. And this last trip, we just spent another $2,000 putting a new roof on the clinic. So, And our clinic has three rooms. So there's a medical side, there's a dentist side, and then there's kind of a receiving area inside the clinic. So the roof is just a pomfrong roof, and they estimated 6,000 pomfrongs were to be installed. And the average pomfrong goes for something like four pesos a pomfrong. So we'll be back in October to see the results of our new roof. And these are typically Friday through Sunday trips that you do four times a year? Friday through Sunday, correct. How many people would you say are involved with each weekend? So this last trip we had down there, we had approximately 12 people. So I would say it probably fluctuates between anywhere from nine people to about 14 people. Are they all medical professionals or do you have lay people involved with that too? So I'm the lay person. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a lay person. We have brought down translators. However, we're very fortunate. Um, Found a couple of expat attorneys from Colorado 
who are now residing in Loretto, and they're looking for ways to volunteer on out. So they are starting to come out with us and interact up in uh, San Javier, so that's wonderful. We have some great community people in Loretto who support the clinic as well um, and get involved and help us. And so, like the van is stored, complimentary, serviced, make sure it stays washed and all that's taken care of. Or if we have lock issues or whatever the case may be, they just go off and take care of it for us. So it's kind of nice to see that happening. So lots of people get involved, but typically... If we have an opportunity, the ideal clinic is is to have a PA or a nurse's PA or a, a pediatrician and a doctor, so two of those on an ideal clinic, to have a physical therapist and to have a dentist. And then you were going to have probably two to three pilots showing up, yours truly me, and perhaps Jim Rector, who we talked about. And then if we need to bring more translators, if, say, the local translators, then we will find someone with some translator. But a lot of times the medical staff has some pretty good Spanish-speaking skills, so it's helpful along that way. But it's better to have more help on the Spanish side than less help. Do you have a need for donations? Always have a need for (laughs) donations. So have a need for money to offset different things and to upgrade some of the say dentistry side with the chairs also maybe a little bit of upgrades on the medical receiving side but again we don't want to go too overboard because then it's a clinic only used four times a year but we will need to be replacing the vehicle out at some point but I think our more immediate needs are is, is how do we find more people to engage on the medical side and be the new Dr. Frank and take on that medical side. And if I could find more people who would be interested in finding out more, that would be terrific. If someone was listening to this and thought this was something they wanted to get involved in, how would they best contact you? It would be easiest to contact probably you, and you could give out my phone number or my email and both, and I'd be happy to open up the dialogue and talk about what the expenses are more detailed and then see if that would be a good fit and I can assure them they're going to have a great time. Your website is RiversideSunriseRotary.com and you have a Facebook page as well. We do. Is there anything else you want us to know? I think it's a great clinic. You'll get a great sense of volunteering and if you want to follow us we'll start posting more pictures to our Facebook page and if you want to follow us on there please do so. I've been speaking with Bob McKenzie, a member of Riverside Sunrise Rotary and one of the leaders of their ongoing medical visits to San Javier, Mexico. Thank you so much for talking with us today and thank you for making such a difference not only in our community but also around the world. Thank you very much, Vicki. It's great to see the IE helping and impacting people's lives, so thank you. Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.